This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. You might be shocked by what I'm going to tell you. The GDP up 2.9%, more than expected. Good news. Maybe we are going to fend off the dreaded recession. Wouldn't that be something? And the Ukraine hit with a new missile barrage. Seems that Putin wasn't putting up with all of the aid coming the way of the Ukraine in the form of Tanks. Hey, everybody, just another day in paradise as we are all on a spinning planet. Kate Delaney here, and as always, thrilled to be at the helm, even in these challenging times. So let's start with Ukraine because a lot of you sent me um, emails about what's going on it's been 11 months and i keep seeing the sad video and i thought they were getting some help when it came to military aid when it comes to uh tanks etc and yes ukraine is getting aid from several countries and and it's pretty much out there and it's not a secret and putin knows it and decided that or at least released the um pr i'm going to call it the negative pr i would see it as but he wouldn't that uh this is in a reaction to the aid that Ukraine is getting. So Germany, the U.S., Britain, Poland, Netherlands, Sweden, these are nations that have sent or announced plans to supply hundreds of tanks and heavy armored types of vehicles. Why? To help Ukraine fortify itself, because this is a new phase of the war. And they're trying to break through some of these entrenched Russian lines. I mean, the British government said on Thursday they're going to start training Ukrainian troops next week on how to use and fix Challenger 2 tanks. The U.K. has given 14 of the tanks to their forces, so they need to be able to to learn how to uh, operate that equipment. So Moscow is watching, and that's exactly what they're saying. Russia has carried out massive strikes on uh let's face it since the fall on energy facilities and they're doing everything they can to of course hamper ukrainian efforts and to keep civilians in the cold and dark this winter in what could be incredibly incredibly tough so in kiev there was a loud explosion windows were blown out uh, shrapnel, basically, from the trucks that were parked nearby. Uh, there were trees that were snapped in half. I mean, whatever you can imagine when you get bombed by so many missiles. And you you had that, and um, you saw, you know, a large hole in roofs and pieces of debris and 
all the kinds of damage that you can uh, only imagine. So it killed Thursday, the first war-related death in Kyiv this year, and killed at least 11 people overall because they hit a dozen Ukrainian provinces early on uh, Thursday. So Russia's recent pattern had been, like I said, striking power plants and critical infrastructure about every couple of weeks. So this kind of breaks with that, and flat out, this is the response to aid being given to the Ukrainians. I mean, we come back to the same thing, and it's the question that that uh, you wanted to discuss, and it's the question that gets asked is, when does this end? I mean, it's been 11 months, and the answer to that question is, I don't see Putin backing out of this. There, there have been rumors that that could happen, but uh, I mean, what, unless he steps away, and if he steps away or he's challenged, then that changes the game uh, completely. But uh, it's been it, it's been rough on the Ukrainian people, of course, as we all know. And eleven months is a very long time, and it continued to. To, uh, to drag on, which I believe it will. The GDP, 2.9%, as I said. So why do you care about that number? Because you want to see those kinds of numbers. So this is in the fourth quarter. Because, of course, we keep hearing about the potential recession. So when the gross domestic product was higher than was even forecasted by economists, we'll take it. You know, we will take it. I mean, consumer spending weakened from the previous period, but still was positive. Uh, A slide in the housing market helped pull the GDP. Boost in government spending and private investment helped in that uh, growth. Jobless claims fell last week, while durable goods and, and others increased sharply in December. But that's mainly because of the push for aircraft So, hey, the U.S. economy finished, that was fourth quarter, 2022, in pretty good shape, even though there was a lot of question about what was happening next. And um, we look at the potential of recession, and nobody wants to to, uh, see that, obviously, because we're seeing the job cuts already in the tech industry. And going through a recession is and and with a timeline that could stretch longer than we really want to see is not something that uh that any of us want to see be elongated and go through the rest of the year or pop up really in earnest in the second quarter but i think there are that that's part of the pullback with tech is well we hired a lot of people because of the pandemic and now we got a shelter in place because of this looming recession i think that's part of what caused that uh, for sure so producers are saying the avian flu is part of the reason for the soaring costs but now there's also some groups accusing um accusing others of price gouging so the true i i I read an interesting headline the egg carton is the symbol of inflation and i agree with that because every time i go to the store i i think i need reading glasses i must be reading this wrong 
by the end of 2022, we know that the price had shot up 60% year over year, right? And so people are thinking of other ways. I've already mentioned this, the whole idea of there's been like a a boom in chickens, people getting their own chickens and, and doing it that way. There's also people smuggling in to the United States eggs across the U.S.-Mexico border. That's become a big deal. That has surged. So when you look at what a carton of one dozen eggs is ranging from seven forty nine to nine ninety nine is so much higher than you're used to paying, right? But uh, is there an end in sight? I mean, loose egg prices are declining, but it's not happening when you go and get a dozen eggs. Not anytime soon. I mean, this outbreak, the avian flu, certainly has not helped. I got my fingers crossed because I am egg-centric. I don't know about you. Stay with us. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. 
The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea naturally builds good cells and kills bad cells. So it's great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting an infection, diabetes, or cancer. To order, visit drinksupertea.com or call 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com, 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. January and into February, and that creature, Puxitani Phil, will let us know, are we, is he going to see a shadow or not? Are we going to have more winter, or are we going to jump to spring? I think there's a lot of people that would like to see that jump to spring. Hey, Jay Leno, back in November, if you remember, was seriously burned in a garage fire after one of his cars erupted in flames. There was so much worry over Jay Leno. He got some serious burns, but uh, he really almost immediately tweeted out how well he was being treated and how he felt uh, pretty good and and his people who co-starred with him in, in various movies and stuff, because he was actually in a couple of movies, like his pal Tim Allen, they were comics together. He went to visit him, and so he was able to make light of it and and move on from that. But sad to say, if you are a fan of Jay Leno's Garage, it's been canceled. Yep, it deserves that mic drop. He never dropped his mic on stage too often, but uh, Jay Leno's Garage was on the air for seven seasons, and it's uh, now the final season, of course, of the show is now. And the series launched in 2014 when Leno left The Tonight Show for good. So what's really crazy about this is, I mean, a lot of people like Jay Leno's Garage because he's a car nut and does know a lot about uh, cars. But as far as Jay Leno being on NBC on the Peacock, 30 years his that's a big chunk of a career 30 years on the network so um it was a web series and tv special and then it went to nbc and it highlighted interesting cars and whatnot iconic cars in famous movies restored vintage and sports cars and you know during its run it even at one point got a, a primetime emmy award and you got to see Christian Bale's Batmobile, the Back to the Future DeLorean, which I thought was really cool, Kit from Knight Rider. So a lot of celebrity guests would come in, and it, uh, it, I think it was really very clever, I have, to, uh, I have to say. So now the show gets axed as he comes back, you know, just over two months after those burns while he was working on that that car in his garage just a weird freak uh, accident 
accident. But um, don't cry for Jay Leno. Certainly, he has a ton of do-re-mi, and he always has opportunities to perform stand-up comedy on stage, and that's his that's his love. So he will absolutely, I'm sure, continue to do uh, to do that now. And maybe Jay Leno's garage will find a new home somewhere with all the streaming services and everything else. I don't think that would be shocking, but no longer on NBC. Yeah, it's very, very strange. You know, here's the thing. It's like we need a, a guide to what's getting jumped here, what's moving here. Do you not hate that? I hate that when I'm trying to figure out, well, okay, what's the tennis channel? What's ESPN? What's uh, HGTV? Whatever it is. And half the time I have no idea. I like hit that guide button more times than I, I care to because I because so many of the shows switch and then I'm trying to figure out where the show is. So you do that and you do the search. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, I would not be searching for this. I wish this is radio, but I want you to picture in your head, the ugliest fish you could possibly think of with big fat lips. It looks, it's like, Oh, just a, a gigantic eel, right? It's massive, like four feet long And a marine researcher discovered this eel washed up on a Texas shore. And they usually are small, like tiny. And sometimes people use them for fishing bait or whatever. But the one is just too big. And American eels live mostly in freshwater. But to find anything out in any kind of ocean, and it like is a bizarre sea creature. Oh, it's it. It, uh, it looks wrong. <laughs> it looks like it should not be alive. What is this? And it's, it just washed up. And he, he, all he was doing was surveying a beach, and he found it. And just looking at those eyeballs, I don't know. I just think when you swim, like I'm a swimmer, you like to swim or you like to go dive off a boat. You know, we really don't know what lies beneath. And if that thing flew by me in the water... I got to tell you, I think I would just be frozen. It is not only crazy ugly, but it is huge. So it looks like it it looks like something you've never seen before probably because you never have seen anything like it before. You got to check it out. Just put in giant eel, crazy giant sea creature. Texas Beach, any of those things in your Google machine, and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. Uh, but it is it is pretty nutty, I, I have to say. All right, here's something that could play out for some people when they think about tires. A federal grand jury in Los Angeles is gathering evidence in a criminal investigation of Goodyear recreational vehicle tires, they say, that the government is blaming for crashes that killed eight people so the um what we're talking about is this lawsuit is part of this 2017 investigation of the tires by the national highway traffic safety administration that resulted actually in a recall last year 
And they're saying that there's documents that revealed Goodyear knew that this particular tire, it's a G159RV tire, could fail and cause severe crashes. But they didn't recall them for like 20 years. There's nothing worse than hearing that, right? For any of the families where they lost people because of what they think is this criminal negligence by Goodyear, uh, Goodyear releases a statement, but they didn't address the federal investigation, but they say there's no safety defect with the tires. Of course, the tire hasn't been made since 2003, but when it when you find out, nothing is worse than that. When you find out that they clearly knew, ooh, this isn't good. But, and they're saying, you know it's about dollars. And they're saying, perhaps, in their head, well, do we have to settle lawsuits? Or how, much, how, how many people could possibly have problems with these tires? And Goodyear wouldn't recall the tires even as late as March of last year. Even though investigators found their failures caused crashes that killed those people and actually injured 69 others from 1998 to 2009. So good for those families, good for anybody who's trying to nail them for this, if they can prove all that. I mean, look, the company routinely settled lawsuits and got judges to seal information, keeping it from other plaintiffs' lawyers. So they obviously knew it was going to cause a reaction. I guess better late than never, you could say. Uh, but tell that, as I said before, to somebody who lost a family member because of that. How do you think they would feel? Not good. Let's put it that way. I think they've, in fact, I think they'd be furious because it was something that could have been changed all right and then this one nasa marked the 20 years since the space shuttle columbia disaster it's been 20 years they had a pretty somber ceremony to remember the fallen astronauts about 100 people gathered at the kennedy space center to remember the crew of seven uh but also 18 other astronauts killed in the line of duty I think that's nice, that recognition. I mean, Columbia was destroyed during re-entry February 1st, 2003, after a piece of fuel tank foam came off and punctured the left wing during liftoff 16 days earlier. The shuttle broke apart over Texas. Just 16 minutes, which is so sad, away from its planned Florida touchdown. Next, two terrific authors you don't want to miss their stories.
complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. A first-of-its-kind execution is set to take place in Alabama. USA's Corey Myers has details. U.S. Supreme Court justices rejecting an effort to stop the country's first-ever execution by nitrogen hypoxia. Kenneth Eugene Smith serving on Alabama's death row for the murder of Elizabeth Senate back in 1988. While Smith reportedly requested the new execution method, his lawyer still appealed, claiming the gas poisoning would violate the Constitution's ban on cruel and unusual punishment. Former Trump White House aide Peter Navarro is being sentenced to four months in prison. Navarro was convicted of contempt of Congress in September for not complying with a subpoena issued by the January 6th House Select Committee. Navarro's team argued during sentencing that he believed he could not comply with the committee's subpoena due to executive privilege. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Eating, working, living pain-free. These are things many of us take for granted. But for many adults with disabilities who are elderly or have serious medical issues, dental care is simply unaffordable. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to just see one of the many patients in need. You can literally change a life. When you volunteer with DLN's donated dental services program to C1, you treat a pre-qualified patient in your office at your convenience. We handle the details so you can focus on the care. Lack of dental care can lead to the inability to have life-saving surgery, eat or contribute to our community. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message. Will you see one? Visit willyouseeone.org to help change one life in your community today. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. 
Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. I know you've seen him think of KFC, Colonel Sanders, think of George Washington crossing the Delaware. Since I grew up in that area, one of my favorites, the Geico commercial, but way more than that. He's been in so many films. He's done so many voices. Jim Meskimen is joining us in just a minute, and he's going to portray Phil Donahue in a new film called Welcome to Chippendales, and it's got an interesting cast, too, a lot of names that you would recognize Plus, we want to talk to him about TikTok. Five million viewers in five days. Wow. Jim, thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Great to talk to you. So let's talk about voices and how you knew you had this gift. How did you hone that skill? Well, you know, I was a little kid that uh, I grew up in an acting household, so my, it was it was fun to do, uh, considered fun and acceptable and tolerable to do accidents and funny voices and impressions, which I don't think is true in every household, but in our household, it was fine to do it. You know, it was understood, and um, my sister and I used to play around. My mom is an actress, so she would do... She's very good at accents and, and characters and stuff. So we would, uh, I, it was just something that I learned early on was an avenue of play. And uh, just like other things you do when you're a little kid, you just do it because it's fun. And then, I don't know, you start to put in a lot of hours on it. And <laughs> when I was in my 20s, I realized that I had a little bit of a leg up on, on other performers in that area. So I, I pursued a career in voiceover. Uh, and eventually that grew into an acting career and, uh, you know, and here I am today, many, many years later, still doing the same stuff. That's That's great. I've advanced, I've advanced not, not even a yard on the, on the field, but, uh, but it is fun. So, and of course, your mom is Marion Ross, Happy Days fame, and lots of films that she's been in. And you're right now that as soon as you said that, it triggered in me. Yes, she's done tons of, of accents. Do you remember the first character, the first person you really nailed that you felt like, oh, I really have this? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, you know, I played around with it a lot, but I, th- I think when I was, I, I remember distinctly that. Um, when All in the Family was on, and before my voice had changed, I could do a pretty good Edith Bunker. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that sounds pretty good. Uh, so I began to have, to develop confidence that way. And uh, boy, geez, when I grew up in the in the late uh, 60s, early 70s, it was a kind of a golden age of impressionists. We had uh, Rich Little on TV all the time and, and others. Uh, the political voices of the day were always being mimicked by different comedians. And so I, I just, you know, I never had a uh, an idea even in my youth that it would be the sort of thing I would do for a living. 
but I did appreciate it a lot just as an art form. And I think I, I still understand the magical effect that it has on, on people when you suddenly change into another person very dramatically. And, and you bring that person, like Patrick Stewart, into the room. And uh, whereas he was not there before, he most certainly is now. You know, and that's that's just a sort of a tool that that's, the audiences are very delighted by. Oh, one of my favorites. I have to ask you about this gaslit. I loved, love, mm. love that series. It was wonderful. And you played Senator Gurney. What was that experience like for you? I had a great time. Uh, I was sort of amazed that I got the role. It's a, it was a very big, prestigious, uh, multi, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, limited series on stars with uh, a couple of Oscar winners at the helm. So Julia Roberts, Sean Penn, I got to work with, with both of them. And, uh, gosh, it was, it was very exciting. The director, Matt Ross was excellent, excellent, uh, director. He's, he's an actor himself. So he knows how to speak to actors in a way that's, you know, doesn't waste anybody's time. And, uh, you know, Sean Penn was under so much prosthetic makeup that I found, which was very artful and beautiful. And if you've seen his, his look, it's just extraordinary. Uh, and uh, I, I found that the, the lucky thing about that for me was that I, I was not at all starstruck because Sean Penn was not in the building as far as I was concerned. Wow, what high praise that is because he transformed himself completely. He did, and the great uh, makeup designer, one of the best on the planet today, Kazuhiro, designed that makeup, and I met Kazu back in uh, when we were like 1999 working on the Grinch because he was uh, helping out Rick Baker at that point. So it was a nice, uh, nice reunion to see Kazuhiro. Tell us about uh, the listeners about TikTok and the 5 million views and, and doing that and looping that all together. Well, I'm always looking for new ways to reach people with my content, with my impressions, and just any creative idea I have. I, I'm one of these people that, despite my advanced years, has really uh, adva- uh, embraced uh, social media, particularly YouTube um, and now TikTok, because uh, I love to create all all the time. It's what I it's what I love to do. I, I have, as you can see, I'm in a booth. I I uh, do a lot of sound recordings. I have a little area in the back where I do video recordings. And so TikTok, which I just was scratching my head over for the longest time, uh, I just decided to really kind of hunker down and, and, and see what could be done. And I was admiring a lot of the work that was done on TikTok, and it frankly makes me laugh a lot. And uh, it, it's just full of interesting distractions, which, of course, have their upside and downside. But I, uh, I started to really just sort of look at what other people who do impressions were doing and taking a stab at it myself. And, uh, yeah, I had, it was very exciting. A couple of weeks ago, I had, uh, a video t- took off pretty good. And, uh, it's now at 7.5 million views that one that we launched less than a month ago. And I picked up a lot of followers, which is nice, you know, and, uh, flattering. And hopefully they'll continue to be interested in what, uh, nonsense I put out. And then just yesterday, we had another one that, that went viral. It's at, uh, uh, 2 million views. Um, so we have high hopes for that. I'm, you know, I think now people are digesting their entertainment and, and getting it in all sources. Uh, we definitely need a little lift every now and then. You know, life is very serious and grim sometimes. And uh, the upside of, of these platforms like TikTok and Instagram and uh, YouTube is that we can share ideas and aesthetic concepts and fun and humor very swiftly. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully 
help each other over the bumps and uh, sharp stones and edges of life. And, and from the acting voiceover impressionist point of view, and like you say, you're a content curator, besides all the followers you're getting and more people knowing maybe who you are, that has to help too in the business because that's putting you out there and other people may be discovering you and thinking, oh, Jim, that's right. He'd be perfect for this role. Yeah, it's, it's possible. I, I'm, I'm planning on that being correct. <laughs> I, I, I would like that to be the case. Uh, uh, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had the experience uh, where, you know, I go in for, like, say, a commercial audition or something, and, and I do the audition, and the director says, hey, uh, I love all your stuff on, on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, that's that's very booing. And then, of course, when you don't get the job, you're wondering, well, I guess somebody came along that had even more amazing content and more followers, whatever. Uh, you know, uh, in the in the arts and the producers, uh, you know, these the business people, the suits. I think they're always looking for metrics that will support their uh, you know their opinion of why someone would be better than another person. So I, I don't think it hurts to have a little bit of of popularity on on a platform. Yeah. How about what's coming up, Phil Donahue? Tell oh, us yeah. about that project. Yeah, so that's a limited series. This is, uh, well, this is my Phil Donahue voice, for better, for worse. This is what I came up with uh, to kind of evoke this uh, very, very revered and uh, uh, respected, um, I don't know what you call him now. He's not an anchor man. He's a guy that would walk up and down and talk to people, just ordinary people and unusual people like the Chippendales dancers. So this uh, series, uh, which you mentioned, has a lot of a really terrific cast, including my friend Juliette Lewis, is uh, 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 the story of the Chippendales dancers, which which you'd think would be kind of frothy and uh, I don't know, it's silly and lighthearted, and uh, but it's not. It's pretty dark. <laughs> so uh, I've not seen the whole thing, so I can't speak to it too much. But when they are introduced to the to America, it is via the the old Phil Donahue show and they needed somebody to portray Phil Donahue and I auditioned and got the role and it was super fun to do. I had a great time and I, I've never seen so many Chippendales dancers dancing so long. I, I spent a whole day watching Chippendales dancers going, going at it. And, uh, and also it was in a big room full of a big set full of, of women dressed like it was 1989 and, it was gorgeous to see because, you know, I remember that period and the styles. I mean, the, the makeup department, the wardrobe department, the hair department, they really went went to it. You know, they went above and beyond and created a room full of screaming, you know, clutching, pawing women that were that looked just like just like 1989. It was it was gorgeous. Oh, I love that. You put that image into my head now. Thank you very much. So, <laughs> so you have fun, obviously, all day long at what you do, and you set that, that up when you talked about being a kid. What else do you do for fun? I mean, how do you get away from, okay, I'm not doing any content today. I'm just going to walk on the beach. I'm going to take a breath. I've been working on uh, getting uh, just more physically fit, and I've been enjoying it really a lot. So I do that, and... Um, I'm a visual artist also, I, not to sound like a complete pain in the butt, but I I have been a, a cartoonist and an illustrator and a painter all my life. And that was my first profession and, and the road I really thought I was going to go down until I, you know, caught the acting bug for real. Thank you so much, Jim Meskman. We wish you the best in all your endeavors and thanks for spending some time with us. My great pleasure. Thank you very much, Kate. I'll see you around. See you. 
Delaney, I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veterans nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthrodex for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Green Room. 
room. We're pleased to welcome her to America tonight with me, Kate Delaney, because she's got such an interesting story to tell, and her novels will pull you away. And what do I mean by that? Take you to another place. And isn't that what we want to do when we really dive into a good, good story? So the first book we're going to talk about is Maggie's Bed and Breakfast Story. And then we're going to talk about the book of Scattered Memories. So, Eva, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about your road to writing these novels. Did you, first of all, did you ever think that you were going to be a writer? No, actually, I didn't. This is was kind of a hobby. It gave me something to do. You know, I just kind of, my kids grew up and left the house, and um, I thought it would be fun to write a book, and I found a program online to help me do it, and... Um, that's how I started. <laughs> so it, it's interesting because there is a tie, I think, in your mind to bed, to a Maggie's bed and breakfast story because of you and your sister and kind of dreaming about a bed and breakfast. Tell us about that. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, me and my sister, we used to go for walks in the morning, and we'd see these big, beautiful homes, you know, and we would joke about, you know, that would be the perfect bed and breakfast. You know, we should just pull our money together and um, buy the place and quit this nine-to-five job. You know, we both knew we didn't have the money to do it, but, you know, it was a dream. You know, it was a fantasy, but, Yeah. So, so tell me, so it's interesting now that it's, you know, here it is, the fantasy does play out in the pages. Tell us about Maggie and tell us about the bed and breakfast story. Okay. Um, well, Maggie, um, she's actually starting her life over after she loses her husband to cancer at a young age. Um, before he died, he wanted her to go on and follow their dreams, which was to open up a bed and breakfast. And when he passed, he left her a large insurance policy, you know, so she'd be able to do that. Um, she gets help from her sister and friends, of course, to get the bed and breakfast up and running. Um, Soon after that, her husband's brother comes to take a visit and actually pay his respects to his brother, and he ends up staying at her bed and breakfast to help her out as a handyman. And Maggie starts, you know, having feelings for him, you know, and she's feeling bad about having feelings for him, and it's it's a mutual thing. Um, then Maggie's mother actually comes back into her life after she had left the girls when, you know, she was about five. At least that's what Maggie thought. But when when she shows up, she finds out that her mother has memocoma. And she didn't actually leave the girls. She actually forgot them and moved on to a whole new life. You know, Maggie never looked for her because she figured, you know, she was left. Um and, of course, she also comes to the realization that this disease is hereditary, and she might get this, you know, mind-erasing disease as well, along with her sisters. Ooh, boy, and there are so many other twists to the story. We don't want to give them all away. Yes. Maggie's right. <laughs> bed and breakfast is so easy to do because I'm getting, you know, you get pulled into the story. Maggie's bed I and breakfast. Stop talking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever great books are sold. So you have Maggie's bed and breakfast, and then you, you go into your, your other book, The Book of Scattered Memories. Tell us about that. What's that about? 
Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, of course, part two. And it's kind of a backstory to her mother. And it's all done in in a diary. Um, so, you know, it revolves around her mother's diary. And um, it's like a diary in a box reveals the secrets of the past and the future that's bound to unfold, which kind of sums it up. Um, she finds her mother's diary after her mother passes away. And, you know, she starts reading this diary. And she decides to read it to herself first before she, you know, brings it to her uh, sister's attention. But while reading this, she discovers things from her mother's past that she wonders if it's real or if it's just a bunch of her mother's scattered memories. And, you know, she she starts reading, like, the first entry, you know, June 1st, 1984. You know, I meet a nice man today fishing. His name is John White. He has a, he has a beautiful little girl, one-year-old girl named Marty. And Maggie just, like, drops a diary because all along Marty was her sister you know she so now she's finding out that Marty's not her sister you know and how she was going to tell her sister that they're not really related you know and the the story kind of continues that way she reads a part of the the diary that brings together things of her mother's past and so on Ooh. So I'm just thinking out loud, how many of you listening to this, can you imagine finding your mother's diary? When my mother died, I did find some writings, and it didn't reveal anything like your character has revealed, which is wild. But um, it, it is interesting to think about that. What a great road to, to go down in, in coming up with these stories. Where do you get your ideas? Uh, you know, I just, like I said, I got this program, and it was just so easy to use, and, you know, I was just trying to put myself into running, you know, running a bed and breakfast, and how it would, you know, how it would, would feel to do that, and I don't know, it just kind of came to me. I just started writing, and um, I thought, okay, I'm going to throw a diary in there. Let's let's um, throw some twists to this story. I like it. And when people read this, when when uh, people are listening to this, they go and they uh, want to get into a good series and and some good novels, and they they read both of these books. What do you hope they take away? Well, you know, my stories are fiction, but for me, you know, they're true to life kind of stories. So I I believe they're they're relatable. In other words, I think that they might be able to put themselves in the position of my characters. You know, and. Um, you know, I love writing the strong women characters. And so, you know, I would just hope that they would get lost into my stories and enjoy my stories, uh, you know, as much as I did um, enjoy writing them. You know, it's interesting. It's kind of a little family affair because your daughter and granddaughter and the cover, how'd that come about? Well, yeah, I um because of the story, it, they have a lot of fishing in my story. That's kind of like their pastime. And I had taken my daughter and granddaughter down to Fairmont Park and gave them fishing poles. And we took a, a bunch of pictures that day. And I went through the pictures and the pictures that I have on there. I thought, you know, this is the perfect Maggie and this is the perfect Tina. So, yeah, so it's kind of personal to me. It's funny you say that because if you if you um, read the book of scattered memories of Maggie's bed and breakfast story, the very first chapter, the new fishing spot. Right. Right. It's all about fishing for them. There's a problem. They're all going fishing. (laughs) That sounds good to me. Absolutely. Was it fun for you? Was it fun for you to write this? I mean, it's like a it's you're a daydreamer and you escape into this, right? Right. Yeah, it really was. Like I said, when I first 
started writing it, this is actually, I'm um, redoing my story. So, you know, they were done like 10 years ago. And so I'm rebranding them now. But yeah, I, I had a really good time writing it. But at the time, it was just going to be for me. And the covers were kind of plain, but they were personal because they were, you know, my daughter and my granddaughter. So, you know, and then after some time went by and I got a call saying, let's rebrand, I thought, yeah, why not share my stories? You know, to the public. So here I am. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, it kind of reminds me, like, it makes me think of Hallmark. It makes me think of of those kinds of stories, which couldn't be more popular. Can you you imagine if this, I don't know, somehow got picked up and it was on the screen? That would would be a dream. Yeah, I mean, I've had, you know, I've had some people tell me, you know, your your book is so predictable. And I tell them, you know, but it's it's like a Hallmark movie. In the first 10 minutes, you kind of figure out who's going to, who's going to get together. Together, and at the end, they're going to fill it with a kiss, but it's the ride in between. So, yeah, I mean, if they want to pick this up as a Hallmark movie, that would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dreams can come true, that's for sure. And Dream, some of yours, that's it. That's yeah. what it's about, dream. dream yeah. <laughs> and some of yours have definitely come true. Thank you so much for coming on. Again, you can get the books on uh, Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Ava, what a delight to speak with you. You too. You have a great day. Wow, I love these authors that we have on when they have some time and there's things that are they're, they're thinking about. And she talked about she does this program and then comes up with these ideas. And the book really is so well written. It's great storytelling. And it does pull you in. And, and so I'm not surprised in the comparisons to what a Hallmark movie or uh, some of those Netflix movies, what they do, how they take you with a really big, interesting beginning and then take you through the story. And I think you really are rooting for Maggie. That's what I would say. And the idea that in the second book that she finds the diary, wow, that's one of those moments, I think, that when people are going through their mother's things, their parents' things, and they come across something like that, it's uh, do you dare open it or what do you do? And she's got it there wrapped in the story. So well done. Thanks to Ava for coming on and all of you for listening to this hour of the show. Make it count, everybody. This is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com.